hour, he's, then he spills the coffee all over himself. That's that Goose character. McFly, your whole family is a bunch of slackers. <laughs> I get these movies mixed up a little. Goose McFly. And I swear that's Danny Noonan. 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 And, and a terrible person. He left his girlfriend to go pawn this item that he found. Baby. It is Monday. It's six o'clock. That means it's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We have nine great comics tonight to go through, and then we are going to leave early because it's the Warriors game, and I give a shit about the Warriors, so I'm going to go watch the second half of the game, hopefully watch the Warriors win without Draymond Green, really upset about uh, his technical fouls and him being cut out of this game. It's going to change the Warriors, but we'll, it, it's going to be great. Their heart will be on the bench. Uh, so Oakland's tight and we're going to get started right here on the joke workshop please remember that if you're going to have comments find a microphone and uh, remember also that if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich make the bread taste good Uh, be kind to your fellow comedians here we go you guys are going to love your first comedian she's very funny I'm so happy every time she graces Mutiny Radio with her presence the very lovely the very funny Moon Show clap it up yay Um, I've been getting yelled at on the street a lot recently. Um, the other day, uh, somebody yelled at me and called me a cunt, um, to which I was just like, oh, you're not wrong. Um, but then after that, uh, a few days ago, uh, I was walking down the street and then someone called me a Jap and I was like, you go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. Um... I'm not quite sure why I think Jap is worse than cunt. Um, I know. But that's not, well, is that a good punchline? I don't know. (laughs) It's true. It's funny because it's true. Um, I also am going to look at this. I can't tell who I hate more these days. Um, 27-year-olds who have all their shit together or 22-year-olds who have none of their shit together. Um, Or DJs, also hate DJs. Uh, And um, yeah, so I was dumped like two months ago, um, and that was great. And uh, (laughs) got really sad for a minute. uh, And when I was at my saddest, um, I ordered a book called Uh, Setting Your Heart on Fire, Seven Invitations to Liberate Your Life. Um, I should have just saved my money and written myself a note that said, remember that guy you met six months ago? He's still down to fuck. Uh, You guys ever, (laughs) have you ever gone through the process of reading a self-help book that's used that somebody else has read and highlighted? It's a weird feeling. I can't. I'm still trying to process it now. Um, I, uh, anyways, yeah, so I was dumped. Um, but, uh, yeah, found a new guy. Um, I don't know if there's anything funny. There. I just feel like when you're seeing, like, it's nice. I'm not sad anymore. Uh, but now I get half as much sleep as I did, and I have twice as much laundry. 
Twice as many towels to wash. Is that funnier? Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. So, anyways, ever since I've been single, um, I feel like I'm uh, a lot more into uh, cooking and blowjobs. Um, and, actually, I think blowjobs are a lot like salt. Um, for obvious reasons, but also, uh, you can always add more, but you can't take any away. Uh, <laughs> and um, that might be it. Anyways, oh, um, I don't know. This is not of okay. Uh, as I get, I just feel like I'm getting more self-conscious as I get older. I just feel like I'm thinking of more things to be. Uh, insecure about and the latest thing is um whether or not my vagina is tight and i don't but there's no good me like it's not fair that there's no good measure for that like there's no test you can take like why can i not just go to my gyno and have her be like yeah man that shit is tight um yeah well someone will say that to me someday hopefully anyways yeah that's it She's hella tight, absolutely. Uh, Moonshow, yay! Yeah. Comments for Moonshow. I got some feedback from Moonshow. I like the uh, guy on the street calling you a cunt. It's not wrong. Then he called you a Jap. You freak out because, like, history. Right. Um, because history, because they killed my family, because anything, you know, like, right. something like tight like that. Um, oh, but, like, explain it. Like, yeah, because you just, just kind of go into, I don't know why that makes me more mad. It's right, right, like, right. Because, or, like, like, history. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, or because, like, Legacy of dead, you know, dead bodies oh, everywhere. Right, right, right. My, my my people like have gen you know, my people's genocide, whatever. Just right, like, right, just right. Maybe people are people are stupid, they don't really know. Okay, um, got okay, got it. But yeah, say say more about that. Also, um uh what are the things that people highlight in self help books? Is there give us an example of something like you're like, What? Don't right. you know the word the means is a connection between two sentences, you know? Mm -mm. Uh, <laughs> um like heart on fire like mm -hmm. maybe they should just call it set your boyfriend on fire oh i like that um and what else uh the towels to wash mm -hmm. i have a huge thing i do about cum towels I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so don't don't step on my joke okay <laughs> well does it have to do with having twice as many towels to wash well you can i just want to hear you i want to hear your make sure that you have your unique take on cum towels. right 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 that's well, all it's just a caveat not, i just, don't have you know. specific cum towels they're just my towels okay. <laughs> that's all funny all right that's, that's, that's funny all See, that's funny because there are yeah that's funny and i like I like the whole vagina tight. How do you measure? Like yeah. you don't go around in the locker room, like right, right, figuring right. each other to see how tight. So you have no way to compare. It's like you know if your vagina is floppy, but you don't know if it's right. Tight. Yeah. All right. Good job. Okay. Thank Yay. you. Sure. As a guy, I always like listening to a female comedian who seems to be really talking about what's important to her and not what she thinks men might be interested in. Okay. And you do that magnificently oh, well. Oh, thank you. I mean, that's really your life. <laughs> and, and, I mean, My it's, sad, it's, sad it's life. special, because not all women comedians do that. Okay. Some of them kind of pander to the men. Mm. The other thing is, I've heard you so many times, and I, I just feel like if you just kept mentioning that you have insecurities, mm -hmm. you know, you could talk about your insecurities, and if you, More. If you would throw that word out, yes, I have insecurities, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it, it would kind of sharpen what you're talking about from see you're talking about all these insecurities you have yeah and i catch on that you have insecurities and i say yeah she has insecurities okay okay <laughs> <laughs> 
I only like women with insecurities. Thank um, you. Because I think that's what they're supposed to be. I'm just kidding. I was making fun of Paul Sanford. Um, I, uh, it's a joke. When you said Jap, I thought Jewish American princess. And then uh, I, so I don't know if you want to play with that. Like, that, that's what people might think. Like, you could say I'm not even Jewish. Like, I don't even like. And you could say I don't even like sushi, which I think is funny because that's like a common stereotype about Jewish okay. girls, even though sushi is Japanese. Right. I don't know. That could be too. I don't know how much people know about Jewish girls. I, right. I'm a Jewish fan, but. Okay. Anyway, um, and then second thing, oh, when you said like 27-year-olds who don't have their shit together do, and then 22-year-olds who Who don't, don't, I feel like it could be better if you reversed it because it's like you would expect, you'd be more likely to expect a 27-year-old to have their shit together and a 22-year-old to not, so I feel like... Oh, it's like too predictable? Right, it's kind of like just what you would expect to happen, so as opposed to like being more annoyed that a really young person has their shit together versus not i mean 27 is probably too young for that like you could say like you could go with an older age okay i don't know i, I see now i think that the punchline on that was the dj line and i wanted to oh. hear more about that because you said djs and then i wanted to hear like djs are usually blah 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 blah. i gotcha and then i felt like you could call back when you say i have a new guy and he's not a dj or he is a dj okay or because i thought the dj was the punchline and then you could call it back later i see okay cool more on dj thank you um, it, it, great stuff. Thank I you. think that the, um, you're maybe more offended by people not keeping things straight mm. than by calling you a name. Maybe that's the funny part of that. You mm-hmm. did need to explain what you, why that mm-hmm. bothered you more. Um, I really like that you getting caught up in what other people highlight. I think you should go into that more in self-help books. I think oh, you should that go part, into okay, that yeah. more. Like you start psychoanalyzing them. You start. Mm-hmm, you have like the answer to all of who their is problems. This person? Yeah. <laughs> the book isn't helping you at all. <laughs> and then I put why two times the towels. Um, I know. I, I guess I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but my come towels and towels are the same. People come over. I'm like, oh, here's a. Oh wait. No. Yeah. No, wait, <laughs> let me grab you another towel. <laughs> but um, explain that. Okay. Hooray, Moonshine! What's Yuri's comment? Oh, we 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 gotta no. move on because we've right, gone to the Yay! Moonshine! Keep it tight tonight. Your next comedian, keeping it tight, but uh, your next comedian, she's also keeping it tight. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Ginny Hogan. This is guys. So I don't watch porn, and um, people always ask me, like, if I don't watch porn, then what do I masturbate to? No one has ever asked me that question. Um, but I'll tell you. I, uh, I'll get really, Todd wants to know, I get really turned on going through my own Facebook photos, imagining a guy doing that to my Facebook, basically. Like, the image of someone else masturbating to my Facebook is very erotic to me. Um, no, that's not, of course that's not true. That's not what I actually masturbate to. I'll tell you what I masturbate to. So... I don't sleep so good. I'm not good at sleeping, and I don't like to do things that I'm not good at, so I just don't do a lot of sleeping. Um, and But I recently have been kind of trying to improve the quality of my sleep, so I now I've taken a lot of like advice on how to sleep better and what to do before bedtime, so now I just masturbate to meditation tapes. Uh, the guy has a very sexy voice, British accent. It's amazing. Okay. I don't understand. Like, have you ever heard anyone use the term like describe an experience as humbling like I feel like anytime someone describes something as humbling it's always the exact opposite of humbling like it's always an experience that you would expect to make you feel really good about yourself like I heard a comedian say that you know the experience of opening for Dave Chappelle was humbling I was like I'd feel really it was Reggie Steele I was like I'll forgive you because you're so sexy um 
but I was like, okay, I would feel really great about myself if I opened for Dave Chappelle. Like, if I'm ever in, like, a group of, like, really intelligent people, like, I don't feel humbled. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is confirmation that this is where I belong. I think a humbling experience would be something that makes you feel, like, shitty about yourself or actually, like, feel worse, basically. Like, if you are told that you've run out of right swipes on Tinder for the day. Or, like, if your credit card company freezes your credit card because you register for a half marathon and they count that as unusual spending behavior. <laughs> Consider that humbling. So I'm always getting myself in trouble for not taking sex seriously enough, like, while it's happening. But in my defense, I didn't volunteer to be on top, and the potato chips were right there. Um, so. Th that is a true story. I did get in trouble for eating during sex. It was with an ex-boyfriend of mine. I think part of the issue is that it was pretty early in our relationship. It was also late in our relationship, as it turned out. Um, but he was kind of a weird dude. So for one thing, he was blonde. And like, the thing about blonde guys, so blonde women are never as blonde as they say they are, um, except me. Obviously, I'm like Cameron Diaz. But uh, blonde guys are actually blonde. And anytime I see a blonde guy, I'm like, OK, your grandparents were siblings. Like, there's just no other way. You're kind of blonde. You're not that blonde. Like, you could have, like, up, like your great-great-grandparents or siblings, you know? But there's just no way it could still be in the gene pool, basically. Like, those traits are so recessive. So I kind of thought he was a weird dude from the beginning. But um, so The Atlantic published this article a few months ago that was called Why Men Don't Like Funny Women. And I thought of that story, and Paul Sanford. Um, I thought of that story with the food sex thing, and I'm not, this is not an exaggeration, seven people sent me that article. Uh, but I was running a blog at the time that was about like online dating and data, so most people just were like, oh, do research into this. No one really came out and said what they meant until my mother emailed it to me in an email entitled, Ginny, colon, this might be your problem. Yeah. And I was like, mom, that is not the correct use of colons. Like, use a comma. But this boy, Tim, was upset about the food sex, and he said, that's fucked up, Jenny. You can't just do that midway through sex. And I was like, Tim, how was I supposed to know we were midway through? <laughs> like, seriously, girls have no idea how long sex will last. And it always feels kind of rude to ask, you know? All right, I'm Jenny. That's it for now. Jenny Hogan! Eats chips during sex, yay! Okay, I have a few of them. Um, so one was uh, the humble brag, like the humble thing. Like anyone that says humbling is always a douchebag. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if you could like reference it, like it's always someone that is like, oh, I hung out with the poor people. It was so humbling or whatever. Um, and then I would say whatever the joke is and then do a callback like two minutes later to the exact same joke, like the exact same whatever your punchline is. Yeah do it again for some reason i think that would work really well with the word humbling because oh. um, it's really easy to make it a silly joke yeah, I see what you mean. um taking sex seriously um you could go a stock joke route wouldn't be like oh i didn't know there's gonna be an oral exam or um mm. didn't know there was gonna be an essay portion or something um, silly like that and um getting turned on by facebook i didn't really get it and yeah. uh but i would say that you could say that as a feminist, like women, women can kind of get off wherever they want, um, and so like maybe you can use it like something with that because that's something guys probably wouldn't really get right away. Does that make sense? Like you can make that very creative as a woman in a way that a guy wouldn't be able to like do just that. Get really gross about what well, it could be casually gross, but 
a lot more detailed than a guy would expect you to be. Because guys don't expect girls to be sitting there, like, doing that. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Guy, the guy, like, guys wouldn't do that. Yeah. Not, not like that. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I, I've been kind of pitching for the idea that male ejaculation isn't the definition of sex. And so when you say you don't know how long the sex is going to last, you don't know how long he's going to last, right? I mean, yes. it's kind of strange for me to do the feminist pitch to you, you know, but, but I, I, as a guy, I'm trying to retune my own comedy that way, you know? You're so bright, and you have so much energy, and you're so perky and sharp and great on stage. You know, I just, I just love every minute, and I pick that up, and I say, you mean we're going to stop when you're finished, so I'm going to eat potato chips. Fuck you, you know? Well, I, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I mean, I think part of it, maybe I need to be more explicit. I'm making fun of the fact that, like, girls kind of, sex is controlled by men, and yeah, girls yeah, have no yeah, idea yeah, when yeah, it's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. So I'm mocking that. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, right. Well, okay. mock it, mock it, mock so it stronger. Mock it, okay. mock it stronger. So even I get it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to add to that. I think what would add to you eating during sex would be like explaining your mental state. Just sort of explaining like like that would add uh, more of a context. And that would sort of explain where you're going to and why you'd want to eat during sex. It's like, I have no idea. Like he's just, you know what I mean? You can, you can kind of pitch that in any direction you'd like. And let me think for a little bit more about more feedback. No, I like like that idea. I really like this humbling idea because you're totally right. I hadn't thought of that before, how people just use it as a way to brag about what cool things they did. Um, I feel like there could be a callback. Like later yeah. when you're eating during sex, you can be like, but it's a humbling experience. I didn't know you were, you know, yeah. all, already halfway through. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <that's> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Real quick, my, my perspective on humbling, like if someone said that, I would assume that they tanked in front of Chappelle and I'd be happy. Like, so, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I would think, oh, I, it was humbling to be in, like go up before Dave Chappelle because he destroyed and I'm a piece of shit. So that's just, an, I mean, that, that's the first thing I thought, but I like your perspective too. And also I really like that line, like I didn't ask to be on top and the potato chips were right there. And so I would like to see you work it in in a different way because it's a great line it's super visual and so you d- i love it i love the line but i'm not but i, th- I think everyone's kind of contributing to like how you could make that better it's not do you think it shouldn't come at the beginning i don't know i don't know i mean i or it could just be i don't take sex seriously enough but to be but like to be 100 percent honest like i didn't ask to be on top and the potato chips were right there okay yeah like is that i think that down. like something tight like that yeah and just that's all Okay. And cool. I guess one last thing is I, I didn't really quite understand where you're going with the blonde people being like kind of retarded or like you yeah. know ma- like some sort of like deficiency type yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm not like so attached to that. Oh, I think they're gonna be like Rose reference. Like, what are they Targaryens or something? Ah! Well, it's just very recessive, like that. Yeah, like, they're natural blondes. Maybe I should say that he would have like very very light blonde hair. And like, he. He looked like his parents were siblings. Like, maybe you could say it. You can sort of just tell the audience what to think. I, yeah. I agree. Go with, with Stephanie. Go with the Game of Thrones reference, even if you don't watch it. The Targaryens. What's the reference? It's it's the Daenerys Targaryen. They, yeah, they always yeah. marry their siblings. And and also they have incest. They have incest um, with the La- La- the Lannisters as well, which is why they're all blonde all the time. So it's it works with the blonde and the white hair thing. Okay. It goes with you. I'll do that then. Cool. Thank you. Jenny Hogan doesn't watch Game of Thrones. What the fuck, dude? You don't watch Game of Thrones? What's wrong with you? Your next comedian. 
Here, do you want do you want my HBO Go password? Because I'll totally give it to you. It's worth watching uh, the entire seasons all the way through. It'll change your life. A lot of, lot of titties in there. Uh, your next comedian has a lot of titties too. Put your hands together for Paul Sanford. <laughs> You know, really being humble, Pope Frank explained this to me, you know, being humble is good because I've been humiliated so many times in my life, you know, and being humiliated is way different from from being humbled. I mean, there's nothing like getting up on stage in front and saying, I'm going to do all my heteronormative jokes and looking out here, there's one, are you a straight guy? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretending to be. I mean, it's terrible. And and talk about anxieties. Mucho gets up and talks about her. She's a beautiful young woman. And she has sexual anxieties. I'm a f- old fart. I know I'm sexually inadequate. I mean, you know, I don't want to brag on it, but you know, the insecure. Uh, okay, I I w- recently went to the eye doctor. How many of you wear glasses and you go to the eye doctor? They have this waterboarding thing that they do. You know, is it better this way? Or this way, maybe this way. Is it a little better that way? You know, but they go back and forth, back and forth. And in this case, it was the it was the the, the thing I was reading was political stuff. You know, so you're saying go this way, and it says Bernie or bust. And I say okay, and then it goes this way, and it says Donald Trump, and it, you know, and it's poking needles in my eye. You know, and they go back, and there's Hillary and the kind of soothing patriotic music in the back. I mean, I mean, I, it's very hard. It's very. Which one do you? Which one's better? Which one's better? How do you make a choice? How do I make a choice? And, and, you know, and choice is very important. I mean, you know, they, people are always asking me, what's my sexual preference? And I say, my preference is to not be alone. I, 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 look, look, I, I think it's really easy to decide whether or not you're going to vote for Trump. Okay? Vote for Trump if you want every comedy show to start with a prayer and a flag salute. Okay, it's very simple. If you you think about people compromise, 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 Trump's idea of compromise is, okay, I'll take one of the turds out of the punch bowl. Okay, I mean, I mean, you can really, look, I know there have been tragedies happening. We've noticed tragedies happening. Uh, We have a woman in our neighborhood who has done 400 funerals in the last five years for people killed by violence. So, you know, people, people getting shot all the time. So I, I, I got this, this is a joke workshop. I would not tell this joke for real people, only for comedians, okay? But I mean, I'm thinking about this. Uh, how do you keep people from getting shot? I mean, you can't convince them to wear their, their, their seat bolts. So how are you gonna, Convince them to dance with their Kevlar on. Oh, that one went really well. Hey, look, look, I, I, you know, I'm mentally ill, and I swear to you, I do not want to live in a country that would let people like me have guns. That's a good line. That if 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 I had an audience here that wasn't kidding, you know, look, look, I'm I'm going to go after the after the election. I'm going to go into the business of selling of selling of selling bumper stickers, right? I, 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 and we'll clean up. We'll get Kevlar. I did the Kevlar joke, didn't I? <laughs> and I mean, I'm going to go into the business of selling bumper stickers, and it'll say, "Don't blame me. I voted for." And then some will say Bernie, and some will say Trump. But uh, don't blame me, I voted for Bernie. You know, and they'll put that on their bumper stickers, and then they will be so self-righteous, they'll probably be 
driving Priuses and stuff. You know, it's, I mean, well, that's what we need is more I told you so's in this country. Uh, um, how many voters does it take to screw the country? I mean, you realize that only 10% of all the registered voters voted in the primaries, and they decided everything for all of you. Isn't that great? I'm going to go back to some, some little lowlights, highlights of my time here at Mutiny Radio, because I've been coming here embarrassing myself for years. And I was standing right about here, and I did my joke. I said, um, I have a bucket list. At my age, of course I have a bucket list. But my bucket list is people who need to die if I'm going to go on living. I said, that's pretty nasty. There's nobody I really want to die. Uh, and somebody said, how about Donald Trump? Now, that was two years ago. See, if we could go back in time and kill Hitler, can't we go back in time just two years and kill Donald Trump? Is this going over well? You know, I don't think Trump is like Hitler. Not one bit. I think he's more like Mussolini. <laughs> all hot air and, and, you know, all hat and no cattle. You know, there's, there's lots of... When, if, if Trump were elected president, I don't want to sound like I'm against Trump, okay? But I know that he, he lost a truth or dare game. Because they said, do you want to be president? And he said, tell the truth. And he can't tell the truth, so he took the dare and ran for president. Is that a good joke? <laughs> okay, finally got a joke. Okay, 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 look. Um, I've learned at my age, uh, you can't always finish, but you can stop. <laughs> Ball Sanford comments. Okay, cool, a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, um, so the the glasses and the shifting one that's uh -huh. that joke's uh, been done a couple times. The best one, version is Brian Regan's. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, I've never done it before. Uh, I I've mean, never, well, I've never heard it before. But it, thank you. Well, just oh, just watch out. You know, I mean, in case someone were to say something, somebody uh, would think I would steal somebody else's joke. Yeah, Potentially, people yeah, I mean, okay, people, I mean, it's always good to get okay, that kind of okay. feedback. But and then also, I'd say, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to tell what, what could give you the best feedback because I think a lot of the humor is in how you say things. So uh -huh. I would say definitely look at some of the old uh, neurotics like Richard Lewis and stuff and see how they're structuring their set around like what is humorous about what they're saying and how it's funny right. too. You, you I think, think I should structure my set? I mean, just consider. I. I mean, that's. I mean, I guess that's the idea. That is. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> I've been considering that. You know, instead of just saying any damn thing that comes out of my mouth. But go ahead. I'm well, I mean, serious. maybe. I. I'm no, not I'm sure. serious. I've been here working on this for years. CZ. And and yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't mean to make fun of you because I'm the one who humiliates himself up here. You know, you're fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, because I'm trying to figure out what, what could be of best use for you. Because, uh, I mean, so much of your stuff is like you throwing your ideas at the audience and yeah. you being very stream of consciousness. Yeah, normally I pass out the cards and play them off the cards, but I didn't want to work everybody that hard. Okay. Okay. But, um, but you know, you're, you're quite astute that I'm unstructured. Yeah. Well. Okay. I, I, and I, okay. I want to do another act that is structured. Honest, I do. And I was thinking of doing that today, but I had some new jokes I wanted to throw at people, and they didn't go together. Is that all right? Okay, yeah, thank, so you, cool. thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I was just going to quickly say that the um, seatbelt thing, you yeah. can't convince people to wear seatbelts, but you can. We wear seatbelts. Right. So um, you convince people by giving them tickets. Right. Maybe you recommend that 
We're not suggesting gun control. Maybe we give people tickets when they um, shoot their neighbors. So a gay night. Say it again, please. Say it again. I missed it. Maybe we ticket people when they shoot their neighbors. People would shoot each other less. Well, I was thinking we've given up be on better controlling than what we the do guns. Do is nothing. We've given up on controlling the guns, so let's just go for the defense, you know, and put everybody in Kevlar and behind. No, right, 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 right. All right, probably shouldn't say seatbelts at all. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, give it up, everybody. Paul Sanford. <laughs> Your next comedian, very funny guy. Glad every time he's here, he let me know early he was going to be here as well. So that was very helpful. Super funny. You guys are going to love him. Everybody, Yuri Kagan. Um, I was going to say, for this is just an idea for a joke. Um, for gun safety, it'd be cool if, like, if you had a gun and you weren't supposed to. It would be like, uh, like a DUI. Right, like instead of a ticket, you just like would have to walk everywhere to work. <laughs> so that's just an idea for you. Um, uh, so anyone walk through the mission on Cesar Chavez in 29th? There's this huge billboard that says they can reverse abortions. Have you seen this? What? Seriously, there's a huge billboard, and I was with a friend. We were drunk, um, of course, because that's what you do when you're walking over there. Uh, she, we were wasted, and so she called them, and she was pretending that she wanted to reverse her abortion. She was like, you know, I had this abortion 15 years ago. Can you do something? Um, and then I called with, uh, pretending to be a woman, which was very awkward because it was very believable and made me very uncomfortable with myself. But then I was like, so... Uh, I just had an abortion, and uh, how do we get the coat hanger out of... And the lady was just like hung up on me. It's, this is really funny for me. Okay. I, uh, uh, I went to this thing on Sunday. It was like a AIDS memorial thing. Um, basically, like people were doing this like vigil with all these like flags and super homosexuals. It was really great. You know, everyone was super happy. And there's this woman that had like really long hair like below her ass. Like really disgustingly long hair. Am I the only one who finds it disgusting when someone's hair? Like, everyone was looking and they're like, is that a weave? And I was like, no, it's too ratty to be a weave. Like, that's disgusting. Like, that's a woman that knows how to commit. You know what I mean? Like, that's someone, if you go on a date with that woman, that one date, you're in a relationship. Like, that's fucked up. Um, that's just, it goes nowhere. Okay. Um, I uh, recently visited my mom. Uh, we were watching Oprah. Uh, we spent the whole time watching Oprah because we needed other reasons to cry besides each other, right? Um, Oprah, for when uh, you need advice on raising your children by someone who doesn't have one. <laughs> Oprah, for uh, when you didn't graduate college and you want to feel like an accredited therapist. Um, so we're sitting there and we were watching uh, this, this rerun. Um, and, oh, like, oh, my favorite show on, on, on Oprah's Network is uh, Where Are They Now? They should call it Where Aren't They Now? Have you seen any of these people? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit about any of them? Like, really? Uh, I don't know. Um, but we're watching, it was this rerun of Oprah. Uh, it was like five minutes before I got my period. And this one episode, <laughs> this lady was talking about how, um, like, she was in her like early 60s, late 50s. She already had her men menopause, right? Like, she couldn't have babies, right? And doctors induced her body to be able to carry her daughter's baby. True story. She carried her daughter's baby full term. And then my mom turned to me and said the most beautiful thing. She's like, Yuri, what if I did this for you and your husband? And I was like, thank God you're not in that kind of shape. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I don't want my mom carrying my fucking baby. That's disgusting. And the thing is, my mom only says this because 
it's the only way she could guarantee a Jewish grandchild, right? Like, that's the only way she can guarantee it. Everyone that's confused that doesn't know this, let me educate you guys. Jewish babies, Jewish grandchildren only come out of Jewish vaginas. That's how it works. Learn a little bit. Um, and so the thing is, then she kept going, and she was like, you know, if we can find a Jewish egg. And I was like, uh... Because they're Jewish eggs just lying on the ground somewhere. Like, what the fuck? She's like, you know, if we have Jewish egg or Jewish woman for baby, maybe we should use your husband's sperm. He better looking, taller, and leaner. That's true. That's exactly what she said. And we're just silent for about a good two minutes. We're just super silent. And I was like, this is super awkward. Now we both know what it's like to be replaced by somewhere, someone taller, leaner, and better looking. <laughs> See, that was really funny. That was a lot funnier than you gave it credit for. My dad finds it hilarious. <laughs> my dad finds it hilarious. My dad has a really good joke about my mom. It goes like this. He goes, you're, you're, uh, how's it go? okay. you're your mom so fat. And I'd be like, uh, how, how fat is she, dad? <laughs> your mom so fat, she your mom. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yuri Kagan. Before Jenny Hogan gets up there, I have a, I have a couple things. Oh, wait, before Paul Sanford goes, I have a couple things. Uh, one, we need one more thing on that Oprah that's ridiculous. Okay. Like that's totally just out of nowhere, like just the weirdest. It's like a rule of threes kind of thing. Right, and okay. but that's something that's just completely ridiculous. Like just, I can't even think, like... Something about Tom Cruise, because she loves Tom Cruise or something. About Tom Cruise just gave you a car. Or, I don't know, but an Oprah thing that's okay, okay. super. And then you did this thing about teaching, and I kind of wanted you. You did a thing like a rainbow with your hand, and I kind of wanted you to go. Like, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, and that was it. Yay. But your jokes are really, really funny. I was enjoying oh, all of that. I, I, I was enjoying it so much that I forgot to light you, and I gave you like extra time. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you. Great. Thank you. A funny, these funny little things throw you and just get a little drag. You talked about the woman with the long hair, and then you said if you were to date her, and I thought, I didn't you, say that. You, you said you, you you met the universal if one were to. Date I said if yeah, if a person is general but, terms. Uh, right, and it it just was like it was be more consistent if you were saying, look, I'm I'm a gay man giving dating advice to straight men, you know. If you acknowledge that, that would give it a little more spin for me. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it, but you that's, don't have to agree with. I, I completely disagree with you. It's offensive <laughs> as a gay well, person well, to even hear that. But we're not. We'll go to the next comment. <laughs> next, where is it? Um, go for Yuri, it. I thought the. I don't know if you were just kind of telling a story. If you want to turn it into a joke, but the the abortion sign is hilarious, and I thought it could have been really funny. The customer service lady, if she does sort of like typical, if you do like a stereotype of a customer service person, where you call and say like, "Can you please um, reverse this abortion?" and she's like, um, "Okay, like here are the options," or it could be a, even a tone like, "If you need to." Reverse you know, like if you need to turn the oh, baby on, press one. Like pour espanol, press two. Like that kind of thing. So, <laughs> wait, can I ask one question though? Is it offensive as a guy to be telling an abortion joke? No, I don't think okay. so. But don't ask me, actually. <laughs> the coat hanger is so offensive; it's over the top. Good. Okay. The, the coat hanger is really funny though. Okay, I good. I mean, I laughed good. at that really hard. You know, I thought the really long hair, like that hair is really old, which I thought could be kind of interesting. Like that's what I think when I see someone with really long hair is that like if it's down to here, like that that hair's from like 40 years ago or something. So you could do Ew. some kind of like Ew. like the hair. It's like I don't know, like something about old vaginas if you want it. But 
Oh yeah, ew. Yeah, how ew, long, yeah, how, long would her, how long would her pubes be if her hair's that uh, long? I just vomited <laughs> thinking about it. It's disgusting. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I I love the abortion joke. I you talk start talking about the like the your friend who said fifteen years ago abortion, yeah. but then you just transition to uh, your story about calling in, and you didn't tell us what, how they responded to the fifteen years comment. Like, did they? I want to know if they said. No, the yeah, girl. The, the girl was just like, I don't know how to help you, and she just gave a number of a church. This is true. Oh. Hey, you call the number. They, she does. She clearly doesn't know how babies are made. Okay. Yeah. Like, she doesn't yeah, know. Yeah. You cool should call you. the church then and have that happen. That's seriously. They yeah, give you the phone number for church. That's, that's it. That's great. And you. then you called the church and you got for Spanish for, for para that's español. That's a good idea. Para, para one. Or para, black church. Yeah. I want to do black church. Two, two. Okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! Your next comedian always gives the best comments uh, here on Mutiny Radio, on the Joke Workshop. You're going to laugh at her jokes right now. One of my favorite people, Stephanie Silverman. It's super important to have the mic adjusted correctly. I um, read an article about this woman who had a uterus transplant. Your joke reminded me of this. And it was in Texas. And she, it's, this is true. A uterus transplant. Like, she didn't have a functioning uterus. So they put in a fresh one, I guess, from someone who recently died or something. Yeah. And this woman, she was like, well, we adopted three kids because I couldn't have kids, but I just wanted to have that whole experience of having a baby myself. Like, and there's actually like the medical establishment is behind this. Like, why do you want, like, if you don't have a uterus, like just think, you know, just be thankful. Like you lucked out, like you got dealt the right hand, you know, don't go like having surgery to have one inserted and make a whole host of problems for yourself. Well, and I guess like she, you know, didn't work out. Like she actually got a yeast infection and almost... And almost died from it. So, like, just, I don't know. It was God's will, I guess. That's all she needed to remember. Um, I, uh, like, I, I hate my body. Um, yeah, I just saw you. You did a little, like, oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, like, actually not anymore. Like, I've done a lot of, like, I've been on the journey as a woman to accept my body, which is weird, because why is that a thing? Why do we have to be on this journey to accept the body? But, like, so I feel like I'm finally there. Like, I like my body, but that journey, the amount of time it's taken to accept my body is the amount of time it's taken for my face to start falling apart. Uh, so that's, like, just so you know that, like, once you get over one problem, like, another door opens, um, and then a host of horrors come out. So it's true like my face is really starting to fall down like um like my eyelids are getting super heavy and my eyelids actually have started to rest on my eyelashes and I noticed this when I like put on my mascara and I got a little line of like dots on my eyelids and my first thought was like oh my god my eyelashes have gotten longer and then and then I realized that that actually I've just started to lose like so much elasticity that like my eyelashes are actually sitting my eyelids are actually sitting on my eyelashes. There's a medical condition. It's called lashtosis. Uh, look it up. It starts with a P. That's why I couldn't find it at first. Um, and so I went to the doctor to see what I could do if I could get some free plastic surgery covered by insurance because, like, it's actually starting to get in my way. Like, my like my eyelids feel heavy, and it's like I have to, like, it's, it's like I'm starting to get a rash sometimes. Like, I have to keep my eyelids, like, the, between clean between the folds of skin so I don't get a rash, just like a fucking Sharpay or something, you know, like a little Q-tip. It's like, it's, and people are like, oh, my God, Stephanie, you look tired. And I'm like, eh, I'm just getting old. Um, so I went to the doctor, an eye doctor, to see like if I could have like insurance cover plastic surgery because I'm a little bit vain, but also I feel I do feel tired. And so they do this test where like they just test your peripheral vision normally, you know, where they do you like 
little video game where you're like poop, 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 and you can kind of hear it coming. So it kind of doesn't, I don't know how they test it because I'm like, it goes poop, and you're like, shh, and you get it, right? So, and then they test, then, then they do another test where they actually tape your eyelids up so that you look like, like some sort of B-movie alien, right? And then they do it again. But like, I think that the guy that was taping my eyelids didn't know how to tape very well and they weren't taped too, too good. And like, I didn't pass the test or I did I passed I did too well because like I'm trying you know I, I'm an overachiever so I'm trying to pass the, the first test by like opening my eyes really wide and getting them all and and the guy's like uh you know I'm gonna recommend that you have the surgery and I'm like okay cool so like you do the blepharoplasty which is where they actually like cut your eyelids and they like you know, so that you look a little more open. He's like, no, what we need to do for you is a forehead lift where we just take, cut your whole forehead, like cut your scalp and just lift the whole thing up. And he like lifts my head up and I'm like, oh my God, can you just do that? That feels so good. Just, <laughs> just like, just walk around like that all the time. Cause like, cause like if he's, cause he's like, yeah, cause if we cut your eyelids, it's just going to keep drooping. And I'm like, well, this sounds good to me. Cause like I had Botox once just, you know, I'm, I got a Groupon. Like, cause that's how you want to get Botox, right? As someone who's like got a Groupon. And so she does this Botox and like my whole, my, my brow became totally like my forehead became totally smooth, like baby's bottom. But then like my eyelids got all crinkly on the side. So every time I smiled, I had these massive crow's feet. I'm like, this is not a fair exchange. Um, so now I know how to game the, game the test. Um, no punchline to end that. That's just a story that, that I have to tell. Okay, that's it. Stephanie Silverman does not need a facelift. She's far too young. <laughs> All right. Just, a, just forehead. Um, um, I really think it's this, this funny premise about getting your uterus, in, it, like getting surgery to get a uterus. Who would want that? Um, you could make some comparisons. That's like getting a goiter. <laughs> implant, you know? Like getting a cyst. Yeah. Like, like, would you put a cyst on my thyroid? Yeah, can I get a cyst <laughs> on this ovary? Um, and yeah, something about it shedding all the time, being a bitch. Uh, and then, I don't know if you want to make a joke about dicks when you're talking about your face, but having to clean your eyelids <laughs> made me think about having to clean a circumcised, I mean an uncircumcised penis oh, that's head. A good, that's, a good, that's a good comparison. Yeah, okay, great. That's great good, set. thanks. Yeah, I really love... Um, your conversational tone a lot and I think but I, th I think one thing that I really liked a lot and there's a lot of possibilities for is when you're sort of saying that you have to just sort of compromise on what you want to look good at a certain point it's like either I'm going to get crow's feet and this and I think that you can kind of uh, play that out a little bit more and then I also think I don't know I just felt like there's a natural progression for you to say like I just want to get to the point where I feel like whatever and then it's like a woman who like doesn't give a flying fuck about like what things look like because I feel like that was there or someone that Art, like has the crow's feet or something you know what I mean where it's like yeah because because you, you do it needs an ending yeah so like, like some sort of like way to end it and I feel like that could be the way to end it is is talk about like I, where I want to be able to be like where, where I want to be is independently wealthy so I can afford all the plastic surgery that I want <laughs> yeah. and not have to get not have to fake out insurance to get it <laughs> maybe yeah I mean, thank you that's that's definitely are you I hope you're done <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ginny's next. I have a joke about getting insurance covered plastic surgery in my eyes, so please make sure you take yours in a different direction. <laughs> Touche. I'm just kidding. Um, I, uh, I thought the uterus one, yeah, I thought you needed to say why uteruses are bad. I don't think people would know. And you know, if you didn't have a uterus, you wouldn't have to pee as much. I, I mean, you know that, but I don't know if everyone knows. I just like Do saying you, more that. Is that true? Do yeah. You have, you, well, that's what my gynecologist tells me. She was trying oh, to make me feel better, maybe. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, the thing, okay, people telling you you look tired, I think that's always funny that people say that it, in general, like that's obviously offensive, you know, and 
I think you could like make a joke about that. How like it's very common for someone to tell another person that they look tired, but it's like kind of a rude thing to say. I don't know. I could go somewhere with that. Okay. Thanks. I, it, I did er, everything really, really great. It, at the very beginning, when you added that little bit about w wanting to have a child, I actually knew a woman who, my age, who her, the whole purpose of her life was to have a child pass through a birth canal, and she wrote a book about it. And you know, it was just she was just obsessed with it. And it's I don't think it's as common in this time. It's kind of an old-fashioned. It's thing. pretty common. Oh, oh, you think it's common? I think okay. it's really common for I, I women to be thought, obsessed with having a yeah, natural I, baby. I, I thought yeah. you went kind of quickly over it, like, oh, none of us would be that way, but there's there's plenty to make fun of and people, it's like, you, you're not a man unless you shoot your first deer, you know? You have to have a baby pass out. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good That's point. A point. of passage. That, okay. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I got a couple tags for you. So for the uterus, the boy, like, it sounds like something the boyfriend would make her do. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's dated someone, like, especially boyfriends that are kind of well known for it. it's always like a couple it's the only way he could have a threesome right because mm -hmm. it's someone else's uterus <laughs> oh, um or just like oh because really she has a whole bunch of kids like she really needs to give birth to another kid does it matter is it really a thing is it something that's a personal thing or i would go the route where you're making fun of the men because i think it would come out you'd get a lot more women in the audience that would be on your side for it probably does that make sense? So yeah. For like a club thing, I think yeah. it would be better to do it that way. That's my opinion. Okay. The other one, accept your body, um, like a simile for it maybe, like the way you accept your apartment in San Francisco. Like, you know, after, after the first few years, you're like, oh, I hate my apartment. And then after a few years, you're like, that's all right. And then you find out what other people are paying. You're like, my apartment's pretty great. Right? <laughs> um, that's, yeah, the that's other good. one is uh, a callback for the yeast infection. If you're talking about the eye, I don't know. might be funny. Um, have the doctor tape the eye the wrong way and you're like, get uncomfortable with the doctor maybe. And get what? Where the doctor tapes your eyes the wrong way. You're mm -hmm. like, I think we're talking about a different surgery. Like if, like if basically he tapes your eyes the same way that like the, you know, the Asian surgery, like Julie Chen had that like made her look more white. Whatever. Oh, so basically yeah. like he thinks you're getting that type of surgery or something That's, like that. Would, that is kind of what I want uh, though. I was going to be like, yeah, I was like, cause I if, want if to you, have my eyelids back. But I feel like it, I'm <laughs> just saying like, make it sound like he thinks you're getting a lot more done than what you came in for. Maybe like he's thinking, Oh, well, while we're at it and then just list a whole bunch of things. Cause you like, just talked about, then he tapes my boobs up too. Right. 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 <laughs> cause he's like, he's like, so take your shirt off and you're like, my eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, there's nothing like you saying, I feel really good about myself, and then having a doctor going, well, yeah. you look great, but, and then listing a whole bunch of things. That's very funny. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right, Stephanie okay. Silverman, Thank keep you. clapping, yay! Your next comedian, another, we're in, a, we're in a lady rock block right here, another very funny lady, put your hands together, it's Allison Hooker! <laughs> Hey guys. Yo, Yuri, thanks for that information about this reverse abortion thing. Um, I had to get an abortion, and the guy that got me pregnant is making six, six figures now. So I'm definitely trying to reverse that shit. I'm like, oh, damn. Actually, when I found out that I was pregnant, um, the doctor was like, yeah, there's, um, there's something, you know, and then I got all nervous. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, you're pregnant. I'm like, Jesus, you scared me. <laughs> like, that's an STD I can get rid of, you know? <laughs> um, but I'm actually, I'm in a new relationship now. Um, and I know I'm in a new relationship because he thinks, like, everything I do is really cute. 
You know, like I, I wake up in the morning, he's like, oh, cute little puffy eyes. You're so cute. You know, you were talking in your sleep last night. Like down the line, he's gonna be like, you literally never stop talking. You know? Or um, I ask him for like bites of his food. He's like, of course, no problem, you're so cute. You know, later he'll learn how to eat really fast. <laughs> and, and I'll bother him with something random like the way I dip my carrots in the hummus is gonna be wrong. Or now he, he likes that I like always wanna have sex. He's like, you're so cute and sexy. Down the line, he's gonna be like, put my dick down. Put it down, you can't just grab my dick. Where at my sister's graduation? <laughs> you know? When did my dick get in your mouth? Where at my uncle's funeral? Get that out of your, I don't know. Um, he found a curl of mine in his bed. And he told me, he's like, I found this cute little perfect spring in my bed, it was so cute. Like down the line, he's gonna realize this shit gets everywhere, in everything. Um, but yeah, I know it's a new relationship because I went to his house the other day after a long day of work and I showed up and he was like, kind of related to what you're just talking about. He goes, oh, baby, you look tired. Did you get enough sleep last night? I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You like don't know what I look like yet. <laughs> I freshen up every time I see you. New relationship, you know. Um, but really, we actually didn't just meet each other. We've been sleeping with each other for a year and a half. Um, but we did just start talking to each other, you know? I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone, but I, for a year and a half, my full conversations with him consisted of like, uh, 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 you know? And one day we like actually had a conversation where it was like, oh, shit, you're kind of cool. Like I had no idea, <laughs> totally blindsided by that. Um, so a friend of mine recently told me that um, she can't orgasm without the help of a vibrator. And I was just like, oh my God, that's awful news. Because my hand and I have a great relationship. There's times I'm just like, how did you know? That was the best orgasm of my life. It's like we're one in the same, you know? Like I, I give it special treatment sometimes. I get such good orgasms, you know? Like a nice manicure, I'm giving you a manicure. Fuck my left hand though. My left hand's just lazy, uncoordinated. Um, but I actually wish a man could give me the orgasm that my hand can. You know, it's, it's, it's just great. You know, it never starts snoring right after or thinks it's going to fit in my ass if it keeps trying. Like, I can get into the idea of anal, you know? I get into the idea. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No, 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 out, out, no. <laughs> no one's with me on that. Mm. I don't know. I had a little bit more to say about anal, but that's my time. Didn't get to it. My set was too tight. Ah, her set was too tight to talk about anal. Yeah, Allison Hooker. Come but on. it just didn't fit. Ah, Far too of a reach. It didn't fit in the tight four set. Um, uh, my tip, okay, this is going to be a little harsh, but don't take it harshly. Um, the, up until you said the joke about how long you've been sleeping with them, I would cut all that material and just say that joke. That joke is much stronger, and it doesn't need the background. The background probably, like, makes it less funny. Okay. That's just my opinion. So if you cut all that and then just tell the joke, like, oh, we've been sleeping together for a year, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think it would be more interesting, at least for me, to hear how you guys communicate versus like literally like how you guys text each other like your text change probably um 
or like, like before you didn't know his name maybe uh-huh. um before you knew his other roommates awkwardly i don't know but like a okay. whole bunch of other ways that you might know him and or he's never seen you like without makeup or whatever just the things that you do in relationships that you don't do when it's a hookup yeah for example like you wouldn't i mean i wouldn't fall asleep at someone's house or i don't know but whatever it is your peculiarities okay. are like i would highlight that okay cool. does that make sense yeah that makes sense thanks yeah, I, uh, I kind of felt similar to Yuri about the peculiarities of, like, the just sleeping together. I thought when you did, like, the our conversation was just, and then did, like, sex noises, I thought it could have been funnier if it, instead of being, like, sex noises, it could have been the actual things that you would say to somebody. Like, uh-huh. you know, like, oh, I think the ex, like, I think the extra toilet paper is, like, under the sink or whatever. Just, like, like someone who you don't really know who's, like, in your house, you know? Yeah. And, like, the small, like, exchanges that you would have before you talk to them. And then I thought you should have said, like, how you got to talking to him for the first time. Like, and it could have kind of built on that but it could have been like um like you know you say that i don't know like he he happens to know some trick about like how to secure maybe he like does something handy because something in your room is broken i don't know that's yeah. like a little gender some but, weird life hack yeah some, some weird, weird life and then you're like oh, knows how to reverse like my smart. abortion yeah yeah <laughs> in, yeah um and then I thought the thing about the hand, I thought it should have been more of like a, I think kind of, I, I got what you were going for in terms of like, oh, they can only get off with a vibrator. I thought it should have been more like you're going to lead the audience to believe that you get off with men, which, but like then you switch to hand, basically. Like I thought it should have been more like the contrast, like you should have revealed at the last minute that you were talking about, like you kind of sh- should have gone on a while talking about getting off not with just a vibrator and then revealed that you were talking about uh, your hand. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I like it. Mm. Stephanie Silverman has comments. Just a couple brief things. This is, I think you were going to get there. Like when you talk about the cute curl and like, you're like, that shit gets everywhere. Like wait till you have to dig it out of your drain. And it's. Wait till you have to dig it out of your drink? Yeah. You think it's cute? Wait till you have to dig it out of your drain. She said drain, 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 but drink is, drink is fun, funny too. It can be anywhere. Yeah. Cause that makes me like, that's one of the few things that makes me. Yeah. Yeah. He pulls one out. Wait till you eat it out of my pussy. Yeah. Cause that shit happens, right? It does happen. On the regular. Sorry. You were just like, because it gets everywhere. It's like, so? Okay. Um, and then when you talk about anal sex, like, I, I can kind of get into it, into the idea of it. I just can't get his dick into it. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. That's all. Yeah. Otherwise, it does not fit. Okay. Thank you. Allison Hooker, yay! Yeah! Your next comedian, uh, he used to have a show here called The Ship of Fools on Mutiny Radio. We're hoping he comes back. He actually has a great show that he does here sometimes and other places called Comics and Convo. Clap wildly right now for Todd Farnham! Clap it up, everybody. You guys are a beautiful crowd. Happy Monday. Um, So I, uh, right now, I'm really fascinated by shitty tattoos. I really love, I I think the best investment you can make moving forward is in the company that creates tattoo removal equipment. Because I saw the dumbest basic bitch tattoo ever. It said, just breathe. It said, I don't know. Someone's like, oh, what did I do? Oh, oh, thank you. Thank Christ. Oh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I saw, there was this girl I went to college with who had a tattoo on her ankle that said hashtag YOLO. No! Which is no. so terrible. <laughs> like carpe diem for retards. <laughs> uh, terrible. Uh, recently, there was a hunger protest in San Francisco. It lasted, I think, 17 days. And I was honestly pretty upset with those protesters because they didn't seem hungry enough. I'll be honest. And I was, I was like, I was like, I was, my buddy was in that protest. And I was like, dude, what is going on? I feel like they should be skinnier. And he's like, oh yeah, they juiced, they juiced in the evening. I was like, that's, that's not a hunger strike. That's a juice cleanse. It's just a very public 
Juice cleanse. And I don't know. I don't know what about that. Bo- I think what bothers me most is that people say they're going to do something and then they don't. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh my God, I'm a vegetarian, but I'll totally eat bacon. I'll, yeah. It's just like, you know, commit, commit. You know what I mean? I'm very, a very literal person. I want you to live up. I don't know. I just don't. I guess I, you know, like when I was younger, I thought that, you know, oral sex meant, you know, just talking about sex. I'm very literal. <laughs> I was just a uh, person. I don't know. So, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. I this phrase just uh, is really fascinating to me. The one that women say, like, I can, I'm gonna fix him, is like a really funny phrase and very, very terrible. Because sometimes like people are like paraplegics and you really like can't fix them. You know what I mean? Like you gotta just throw in the towel sometimes. Like modern medicine could not fix them. Just like you can't. Um, uh, you know, I think probably one of the best things that has happened to breast cancer is probably the NFL. <laughs> because, because if you can tell a bunch of drunk assholes that they can save titties, they will donate to whatever cause you have. Breast cancer is the best cancer. I didn't say that. Um, okay, uh, I, I think I think middle school is a is a very fascinating time because the things that you do, you do to try to be cool in middle school are ridiculous. Or what's cool to you during middle school? Because I thought I was the coolest person ever. Because like I I came like it, when I was in seventh grade, I didn't know like you know before you like just touch your dick, but you didn't really know like you saw you thought I thought maybe I'd be like eighteen in order to come because they're like you know like when you watch porn, it, like they're all older. You know what I mean? There's no you have no idea. And I was like, oh my god, I figured it out, man. Um, and, uh, that wasn't really that good. Um, okay, what else? Cool. I, sometimes I like to think that maybe there's, there's like two hipsters in ISIS, and they're like, they're like sitting together, and one's like, yo, man, we should totally bomb Switzerland, because like no one's bombing Switzerland. Uh-huh. I don't know, that's it. All right, thanks. <laughs> It's true, no one's bombing Switzerland. Ton Farnham, very funny. Kind we've got we've comments. I, I mean, I laughed out loud multiple times, so I think that set was pretty tight, but uh, okay. not as tight as Ellison's butthole. Here's Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and I've never even done a juice cleanse. Um, what I think is funny is this idea of a juice cleanse to support people getting shot by the police. Um, I do, uh, like... Uh, tell me more. It's a very white person way to support. I don't know who was on the juice cleanse if we want to like rag on them, but anyways, you could compare it because when Bernie Sanders, there were like rallies in San Francisco for Bernie Sanders, and people were doing like bumps of K in the bathroom <laughs> to like raise money for Bernie Sanders. It's just like okay. a funny. We have a funny support system here in San Francisco. That's good. Um, oh, that's what I have. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I liked it a lot. You're the juice cleanse, and then you did like the vegetarian eating bacon. I felt like that was too similar, almost, of an example, basically, because it was kind of like, and I guess it went along with like the basic thing, but just like basic food-related stuff, you know. Um, so I thought you could have gone for like a, a literal example of someone saying something and then doing something different. I thought you should have gone kind of further. I love the oral sex thing. Um, the thing about the the middle school boys. Um, yeah, I like the idea of, like, a middle school boy thinking he's, like, really smart when he figures out how to come. And, like, kind of, like, well, so I don't know anything about middle school boys. Um, maybe this is just my curiosity. As a, just kidding. That's gross. As opposed to, like, what I think would be funny. <laughs> but, um, like, in, when you're, like, in art class. Or, like, what's, I don't know. 
something like kids do where it's like actually hard like maybe you're like in art class and you're, you have to figure out how to like if you have to figure out how to like set something up or whatever like set up your computer the first day and it's like really hard and then like the first person who figures it out is like really cool and like starts helping everyone else so like you're the first one who like figures out how to come and so you like immediately like want to start helping all your friends <laughs> I don't know if that's like too yeah maybe Possibly. not well I've got a quick question for you so like I was originally one of my comparisons was like oh I'm abstinent but I'll, you can totally lick my clit or something that was like, <laughs> like oh yeah kind that's of, better that's I, better than, is that better I like well I like <laughs> that, that feels better. like I like yeah, it I just feel like the vegetarians eating bacon is too similar to the hunger strike going on a juice cleanse you know like I just food. felt I just kind of felt oh, like they I were see. too similar to each other for it to like really show like be a strong enough simile basically mm, okay thank you Yuri Yuri Kagan running up to the mic um, for the the juice cleanse how long have you lived in San Francisco uh Two years. Okay. Well, so if you lie and just say you've lived here for a long time, then you could just say, oh, what, they're doing a juice cleanse? Oh, San Francisco, I miss you. Or, or I don't know, because like I feel like that's something that people have lived here for a long time would be like, oh, I miss the weirdos or whatever. Just, maybe it's just me. Okay. Um, uh, if you say that you just talking about like coming at, se- at seventh grade. And then you could just say, oh, and I was having a lot of oral sex or something <laughs> where it's a callback to the joke that you had before. Because in seventh yeah. grade, most dudes talk about sex a lot, but really they're not doing it. So yeah. if you're like, so I talked to my buddies and I was like, hey, you know, this oral sex, oral sex or whatever. I don't know. We had a lot of oral sex with my buddies. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something completely that doesn't make sense. That that's super, that's super clever. I feel like that could be funny. It was like, it was weird because I didn't want to talk about sex with my buddies. Because it would be like we were all giving each other oral sex. But that's like in seventh grade, that's what happens, right? <laughs> also, like men don't talk about trying to change women. They just change them. <laughs> right? Like women will be like, oh, what do you want me to do? Okay. Like men, men are like, uh, are like women have this weird concept of men, right? And so you talk from a male point of view about what men would say. Because like men look at it totally different. They don't look to date people to change. Right, like not directly. Like they look mm. to date people that are they can m- manipulate at all times. <laughs> like it's a little, it's, just, it's, it's like a different, it's like a different side of the same thing. Interesting. So you that think I sense. should take it in the direction of like, of what? I would like, just compare like women like have this uh, like a just generalization have a concept that they could change men. Right? Men don't necessarily think about that because men always change women. Right? <laughs> As a society, right? So there's a million Moon different like ways you could, you could say it in a d- different ways that are either, I would go either really offensive to be, sorry, like for satire or really like straight to the point and honest. One of the two, but I think extreme might be funnier, but that's just my personal opinion. Awesome. Clap wildly, everybody. Thank you for guys Todd so much. Todd Farnham. Two more comedians left here on the Joke Workshop, and then I get to go watch the Warriors game second half. Your next comedian looks like he would care more about sports than I do, but I don't think that's true. Put your hands together right now. It's Jesse Warren. What's so funny? No, I don't care about sports. I don't watch them. Um, I'm mixed raced, but I did something really white the other day. I decided to go on a cleanse. But, uh, like, which group do I exterminate first, right? Yeah, that was weird. Um, uh, uh, I uh, left my Facebook logged into around my friends recently, and they changed my relationship status from in a relationship with Megan to it's complicated with butt stuff. 
which is annoying because I know exactly where I stand on butt stuff. I'm a huge fan, and uh, I don't want people getting the wrong idea. I've been doing this thing recently where I just get an edible, um, and I take it right after, right after work on like a weekday, which starts this like 90-minute timer countdown for when I can get all my shit straightened out to enjoy the edible, for, um, to, yeah, to get all that shit straightened out. So I have 90 minutes to order pizza and select a Netflix movie, um, and that's a good high night. But what I've been doing that takes that shit to a next level is I go to Lush, and I buy two Honey Lavender bath bombs, and I go to Yankee Candle, and I buy myself a candle. <laughs> and uh, and that shit, that's how you take that shit to a next level. So I watch this movie, and then I fucking fucking chill in this bath full of awesome for a while. So anyway, so I get this stuff all ready. I go back to my computer and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm starting to feel high. So I fucking start up my Netflix and it says too many users are currently active and watching a movie. And I share my account with my parents. So I call my parents and I tell them to stop watching their movie so that I can watch my movie and they say yes. And, and I'm like, fuck. I just tell my parents to stop what they're doing on a Friday night so that I could watch Pootie Tang again? Yeah, I did. I'm a terrible, terrible person. Uh, I, got, I got high and I had sex recently. I'm wondering what girls think about. So how long after finishing should a guy wait to pull out? How long? Yeah, you, you say that, but you don't mean that. You want him to be like, yeah, no, I'm here, I'm strong. You want him to be there. You don't want him to wait zero seconds. How long? How long is he supposed to wait? Yeah, so he's, say he's wearing a condom. Well, actually, why does that depend? Yeah, so what if he just throws a baby wipe in your face and is like, fucking dips out? Is he. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, so zero seconds, anybody else? Zero seconds, more than zero seconds. Anyway, I, my, the way I look at it is I think, I don't know much about girls, but I think they want me to stay in there longer and be like, yeah, I'm here. I'm not just here to come and dip out. I'm fucking here. <laughs> uh, well, I'm wearing a condom, so I fucking, I fucking um, I'm high, and I do this, so I'm like, okay, I'll wait it out a little bit. But then, uh, because I'm high, I got distracted, and I forgot that I was just inside her for a bit. And uh, so it's been a few minutes now. And she doesn't say anything. She's high. I can imagine a similar narrative going through her head where she's like, all right, this is weird, but I'm high. I don't know if I'm being weird. Should I say something first? Uh, so what happens is I just chill in there until my dick eventually shrivels and retracts up. This kind of falls out of her vagina. And it's a very sad, it's a very sad way to end, <laughs> end sex. Alright, I'm done. Uh, Sad way to end sex, but a lovely way to end your sets. Yay, Jesse Warren, yay. Awesome. So I think that I there's it's always really funny to to play on the paranoia of what two people are thinking. And I think that you shouldn't reveal ask that question of how long is too long. Okay. You should just tell them what you were thinking, like midway through. So you can say like, you know, typically based on my experience, like I like to get the nod 
so that she's ready and she's like I don't know you kind of have to know whether you, there's a condom or not because that is okay. like does make yeah, or break right. like right. I didn't think about that because if you if you did have a condom you can just like pull out and like it doesn't make a difference um, well yeah but I guess that's not what I thought it did because like because what if you just like come and you just pull out immediately she's like she just he doesn't care about me right you just fucking um, not true maybe not I mean true. it's you could do that and then cuddle and it, it you know it's totally okay maybe on some yeah, I'm not sure I don't know that's <laughs> this is getting weird um, I, I don't know I usually wait I like I wait for the affirmation I'm like well cause usually I mean I have a girlfriend so I there's no so, like it's, yeah, it's complete cool. knowledge yeah. of what's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we make eye contact and it's like alright cause you know what I mean they gotta like they don't wanna like leak everywhere you know yeah, you gotta yeah. you know you got like sheets and stuff so um on dogs, you don't want to leak on a dog. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm definitely a fan of that idea. Uh, I think with the with the the cleanse joke, I think that maybe you could um, like frame it like a little bit differently. In because the, the words are very meticulous. If you want to plan it out to make it just like yeah, I was cleansing yeah. ethnically, I'm trying to um, out the right words. So so like you have to to do that. Yeah, I mean it's kind of heavy. So you might want to watch that one. Yeah. You're like, but hey, I'm Japanese. But I mean, I don't think that helps at all. Don't yeah. say that either. Actually, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't. I thought you, yeah, I thought you should say race instead of group. Yeah, I've been trying out different words. I don't think you should start with the I like I'm mixed race, but I did something white. I think you should make it like a short, just like okay. get straight into yeah, it. Yeah. Um, the Yankee Candle thing, uh, I laugh, but it, I feel like <laughs> I don't know if I laughed because it was like a funny joke. But like I think you could go with it. Like I think you could make it more of a funny joke. Like, yeah. but you needed to be like I don't think other people are gonna get why. Maybe that is something you would do. I really like the 90 minutes thing. Um, and I thought you could have added that in with like a lot of other stuff. So like I thought with like the sex thing, like how long to wait. And you're like, oh, shit, like I need to get out in the next four. You have a timer and you're like, shit, if I don't get out within four seconds, I'm going to hit 90 minutes and I'm like never okay. going to get yeah, out. Yeah, or like yeah. um, I, I think just like I think it's very funny, maybe because it's like the kind of thing that you would do where like you would do it as like an efficiency thing to like make sure that you get everything you need done. Yeah, that's with, the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But and you could just get like crazier with that. I thought that was really yeah. funny. Cool. I liked it. The, the actual amount of time that you're supposed to wait is when her vagina does two kegels on your dick and you feel it. When she gives you the double squeeze, eh, eh, I know it's hard to feel through the condom, but yeah. when she gives you the double squeeze, okay. uh-uh, it's time to get out of there. That's can, just a dun Can you guys just do that? That's just. Like I, I do that all the time. That's what kegels all right, are for. Cool. All, all right, everybody, clap wildly. Jesse Warren. Our last comedian on the Joke Workshop here this Monday, ending early because of the Warriors game, and I need to see the second half. She's a very funny lady. You guys are going to love her. Clap like you've never clapped before for Florentina Tanase. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Uh, I'm interested to see that abortion, um, the reverse abortion ad. Uh, most people think abortions suck, but I think it's more of a pull. <laughs> So maybe it's just lack of like ignorance, you know, and like rhetoric. I don't know. Um, I hate first-time experiences. For me, personally, they're always so bloody. Like the first time I killed a man, you know? I was on my period. What are you going to do? Um, I just got back from vacation, or as I like to call it, a very expensive nap. I spend 70% just taking naps. And if you're, I, I don't think Americans really understand this because we don't really value sleep, Ginny. Um, <laughs> um, we coined the term 
I'll sleep when I'm dead. Okay, yeah, the guy who coined that probably also coined, I'll finish when I come, you know? It's like, how underwhelming of you. Um, but for me, it's like people were asking the wrong questions. They were asking me, where'd you go? What castle did you see? No. Don't ask me bullshit questions. You could Google yourself. <laughs> ask me, how was the thread count? Were the pillows soft? What things did you throw at people when they try to wake you up? <laughs> like, that's, that's a perfect vacation for me. Um, I, I just got back from visiting my parents, and I don't know about you guys, but it's a very delicate balance of like ignoring my mom's blatant religious comments and trying not to get sent to my room for sitting on the dryer too long. We're stealing all the cucumbers. We're taking a very relaxing shower head bath. What's with all the rules, mom? <laughs> it's because we're immigrants, that's why. Uh, I'm from Romania. Oh, cool. Thanks. No big deal. It just means my parents had to have me because there was no reverse abortion clinics available at the time. <laughs> Which, that doesn't even make sense because that means she would have... No, that means that there were abortion clinics. Okay, whatever, who cares? Don't worry about it, abortions were illegal. So it makes me feel real special. No, they really had no choice. Like the GOP and Trump, like it's too late to pull out, man. <laughs> Stick with your decisions. Um, but I lived in this really rural area of Romania, like the Alabama of Alabama, no teeth required. There was one school and it went up to coloring. <laughs> Who needs math? So I really only had three choices. Become a gymnast, fall in a well. <laughs> so I chose the latter. Bam, that's how I got out of the well. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, so someone got to chatting me up outside and they were wondering what my name means. Uh, it means flower, but I decided to mess with them and I told them, well, I'm named after a sex position. And he almost believed me, but he's like, nah, you're not named, that's not a sex position, because when I told it, like, the girl came at the end, and he's like, that's not how sex acts end. Um, working on that. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I'm going to pull out. I still got the ticket from the <laughs> officer. What can you do? Have a good one. Florentina Danaze pulling out. Yeah. There's so many sexual jokes. I love them all. <laughs> uh, comments. Ginny Ho. I really liked it. I thought the joke at the beginning about the abortions being a suck versus pull. I thought you should have said, you should have just ended it with like, it's more of a suck. Like, just because that's, that's like the punchline of the joke. And then you said some other stuff after. I don't know if you had just written it or whatever. I think it should, should end on the thing you said. No, it's actually more of a suck. Or, oh, so, or no, it's a more of a pull. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, just end it there because it's okay. really funny. Um, I thought the the right questions people should be asking on vacations. I thought that the, it should have heightened differently because I think it went from like a more, like I think the, I thought the funniest one was the thread count one so that should have gone last but I also thought that you could have come up with like more ridiculous shit that you would do if you just took a nap for like six weeks. Like people should be asking me like did it take a long time to like break in the beds to my body mold or whatever. I don't know. Just like more, I thought it could have gone more ridiculous. I mean, it could have gone more absurd and it should have gone like in the order of like most normal to m most absurd. But other than, if, does that make sense? Yeah. Perhaps bed sores. Yeah, bed sores. Like <laughs> like you didn't mean to get, it was hard to hide the bed sores. You were tanning. You had to tan. You had to sleep on the beach every once in a while yeah. to hide the, to tan away the bed sores or something. 
Right, like who was pulling out the bed yeah. to the beach so I can get some yeah. vitamin D. Or you, you reveal that you're sleeping like in some the wrong person's bed or something. Like someone, some other tourist kicks you out of, I don't know, like you're in a hostel. Something, yeah, there could I be a thought, hammock joke in there. Yeah, I just thought be... it could have gotten more, it could go more ridiculous. Okay. Like you could tighten it, yeah. That was good though. Thanks. Allison Hooker to the mic. Um, what I didn't understand was you said there were three choices to get out. Yeah. Being a gymnast or falling in a well? Yeah. What's the third? That's the point is because we didn't learn any math. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. You it. you can you can preface that with like a one plus one is three. Okay. Or so something it's not like enough if I say who needs math it, and it, then it wasn't on. enough for me because okay. I felt the same thing that Allison did. I was like, Where's the third one? Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. even mention there is no third one because we never learned how to count. Or something right. like make that the punchline. Now that I'm in the States I realize <laughs> right. there should have been a third one. Yeah. Okay, cool. But then when you were like, That's how I got out of the well doing oh, gymnastics? Because I, I said, um, I only had two choices, um, either become a gymnast or fall in a well, so I chose the latter. Oh, Which is how I got it out. Ah, I thought that you should I just slow down, or am I saying it too yeah. fast? Okay. No, I just thought you did a Nadia Comaneci and actually did a handspring out of the well. That's why <laughs> no, I was I confused. Well. Yeah, I thought you did gymnastics out of the well because I didn't. I the latter. We grew up smoking weed. I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know a lot about math, but the physics in that, I don't think that right. would quite work. Okay. Uh, yeah, I made little notes more about, like, more questions about the bed. Uh, who who was in the bed? You mean for the nap? Wait, which? For um, the questions about your trip. Why are you right, asking right. me things you can Google? I think that's funny. Okay. Um, but more than thread count, yeah. Okay, who cool. Who was in the bed? What did you eat in bed? I don't know. Anyways. Okay. So, yeah, more absurd. Hey, but I, I loved it. I love your personality on stage. I think that all awesome comes across, and I Thanks. enjoyed the set very much. Cool. Everybody, you enjoyed it. Clap wildly. Thanks. Yay! Florentina Tanase! All right, guys, that was the shortened uh, joke workshop for tonight. I'm going to go watch the Warriors game. Thank you guys for uh, letting me have a shortened show tonight. I really appreciate it. Stay tuned, because at 8 o'clock we have FTW, which is Forever Two Wheels. Everybody, you got to remember, motorcycles are wicked cool, and I say that to my two-and-a-half-year-old friend every time we see one. I say, motorcycles are so cool, and he, like, goes, motorcycle! I'm like, aren't they cool? I'm ruining this child forever. I'm just, I'm like, listen to FTW! Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Listen to Mutiny Radio all the time. Good night. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Ugh.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Do you need 
need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now trying to hurt me but boy how it burns me whenever she touched me and oh I feel so lucky well hey there San Francisco if you're looking for some delicious late night food I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar inside you can find counter offer and my offering you amazing late night food and snacks try the chicken biscuit it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado they have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. 
So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
And welcome to the Weekly Review with Roman. Today is April 29th, 2016. That was Prince with Fury. And I, I like the idea of continuing to play Prince for as long as possible. The Current, which is a wonderful radio station out of Minneapolis, they played all of Prince's catalog in alphabetical order, which was great because um, various points uh, during those two days when I would listen in, get to hear a chunk of songs and then listen in later on in the day. And Prince is, is still playing and it's awesome to hear songs I'd never heard before as well as those I was familiar with. And that was just really awesome and also just a great way of bonding with people since Prince clearly touched and influenced so many folks. And outside Green Apple Books here in San Francisco, they have dedicated a bench to Prince. They've painted it purple, and I very much look forward to checking it out. So again, celebrating the life and all the art that, that Prince created and shared with us and feeling very fortunate that we are around to experience that. Um, it's it's San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know where else I would be. I guess I could be somewhere else, but that's where we are broadcasting from. We're here in the Mission on 21st in Florida. Yesterday was the 11th annual Poems Under the Dome at City Hall, which I had the privilege of reading at, and that was very cool. And uh, it was my first time there. I'd been to City Hall before, but my first time at Poems Under the Dome. And uh, Supervisor John Avalos had folks in his office ahead of time, which was really cool for this little not quite party, but a bit of like a celebration, which was awesome. And they had, you know, some drinks and some food and folks were there gathered, maybe 30 of us. And just to have his office open to people was really cool. And they had a couple folks perform some music, a couple people perform poetry and John Avalos wrote a poem, uh, read a poem. And I thought that was really very cool because, and it felt very, I guess what San Francisco is supposed to be or was, and to, to kind of experience that, to be in this room with some people I knew, some people I didn't, um, in city hall, uh, to be kind of celebrating and to feel very unified, I thought was really awesome. That was really cool. And the poetry reading itself was, was pretty rad and it's great just to hear so many people speak and to, to share their words and some really great, uh, I wouldn't call it necessarily a performance. I mean, it was a performance. There's a there's a great mic out in Oakland, uh, the Queer Open mic on Tuesdays at Perch, and um, they uh, refer to the performances. Uh, they don't even call them performances. They're more called love shares, which I think is awesome. And it also puts like less pressure on people, and also just the the recognition that when people come up to the mic, whatever they're doing, whether it be comedy or music or poetry or spoken word or dance or video, whatever someone wants to share, just even ideas, the idea that it's a love share and that people are sharing from their heart, and uh, just feeling very yeah grateful that those places and spaces exist and how wonderful it would be if there are more of them. I often feel that way. There was a map, which was like the Mission Arts Project, and they had a, this is maybe a month ago. I can't keep track of time anymore. I really can't. I have no idea when things happen. I have some idea. Um, part of it, I think, living in the Bay Area where the seasons don't really change. So it's like, what time of year is it? I don't know. It's not snowing. It ha hasn't ever snowed, really. It's not super hot. I don't know what time of year it is. That's tricky. So that I think that's part of it. And then also so uh, not necessarily working a Monday through Friday, nine to five, uh, and just working different days and different hours, um, not necessarily on the on a certain time clock. So I sometimes forget when things happen. Anyway, there was a, I want to say maybe a month ago, probably a little bit sooner than that, outside the Mission Library, they had uh, an open mic, which is really cool, just out on the sidewalk. And I really love when there are performances outside because that means that people who are just walking by who aren't even there with the intention of listening or checking it out end up hearing it. And I think just the, the serendipitous, serendipitousness of that is really cool. 
and how awesome if that would be if there were more of them around, more mics and more places for people to share. So I think that's great. I'm in good a good mood today, which is great, and uh, I'm not going to go into it too much because why why ruin the mystery, I guess. Um, of course, the, there have been still, I have been feeling very frustrated and triggered by all of the, the anti-LGBT legislation that's been going on across the country, especially within North Carolina, and Michael Jordan has actually stepped up against Pat McCrory, uh, which is good. Um, I, I have come, I mean, my feelings about Michael Jordan, I grew up, I was a kid in the Chicago suburbs and was a diehard Bulls fan, and then I learned uh, recently, within the last few years, again, time, I don't know, that he has invested in, in private prisons, and that makes me super sad. Um, however, I was very grateful to hear that he is stepping up to Pat McCrory about the HB2 bill, which is ridiculous, and a lot of folks have been stepping up, which is great. That's one positive thing that has come from these idiot I mean just these asinine laws and people in power who want to create laws and pass legislation that end up harming people who are oftentimes the ones who are most uh, oppressed and uh, hurt and it's I've had my own experiences of being asked to leave bathrooms I've had it happen with to friends I've been with and I've heard about it happen to a lot of people I know and it's not fun it's not cute it's really just it's just a terrible thing so for folks who haven't experienced it imagine you're in a public place you're at an establishment you're a customer you're giving them money and you need to use the bathroom and people imagine like someone following you into i was following into a stall once which is really messed up. And this was pre, before I transitioned, this is, uh, someone followed me into the stall and I had to be like, no, I belong here. And I kind of just gave them hell. And I'm glad I did, but it was not fun. And that of course is something that's very minor compared to what so many people go through. People are attacked, people have been beaten up um, just for going into the bathroom. And it's something that's so simple that it just kind of boggles my mind. There was a good meme I saw this morning that I almost shared. I, I hesitate to share things, even though, even though I've, even if I like them a lot on Facebook, I have a really weird thing with what I decide to share, what I don't decide to share, and then I share things and regret it. Anyway, there was a there was a, a meme that was pretty much like uh, it was a picture of you can see a face, a woman's face, kind of peering out under a bathroom stall that was like, "Let me see if you have a penis or a vagina, so I can make sure that you don't make me feel uncomfortable." And that's pretty much what it is. It's again, it's putting. Uh, cis people's uh, comfort, their idea of comfort at the expense of uh, trans folks or gender non-conforming or however folks want to be, not want to be labeled, but are labeled because that's unfortunately the only language that we have for now until things change and evolve a bit. It's putting those other people's, their idea of what comfort is, even though it's based on a lot of propaganda and fear and untruths. And again, there have been more U.S. senators who have been arrested for sexual misconduct in bathrooms than trans people. So they're the, I mean, and of course I don't necessarily believe in prisons and jails, but if we're going to put people in jail, it should be these uh, Congress people who are really problematic and killer cops. Uh, so while we have the, while we have the jails up for, for sure, might as well at least but in the people who deserve to be there. So um, I feel conflicted about that, because again, I'd like to live in a world without prisons at all. However, it's my, my main, one of my main arguments against it is that there are folks who are innocent who are in there. There are folks in there for nonviolent offenses, and I'll get to a story about that, which is pretty cool. Uh, well, no, it, that sounded wrong, but there's, there, there, it's the idea of like getting people out of prison who are in there for nonviolent offenses, who shouldn't be in there at all. And then there are people who are running the country 
running things, doing things, and they're not in jail at all. Dick Cheney's not in jail, so if he's not in jail, if Karl Rove isn't in jail, and someone who, you know, smoked a joint once is, then uh, the whole, that whole institution is flawed, putting it mildly. So I guess that will lead into the, the first story, which I'll, I will pull up here. And there's a few, I, I always like to have always, always is a strong word. I often like to have positive stories because I, this show depresses the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. I've been doing this now for two and a half years. It's a really depressing show to read the news, to force myself to read it, um, to speak it aloud and recognize what's happening. Uh, it depresses me. I'm not going to say it doesn't. And I'm also not necessarily going to stop doing it because I think there's a certain uh, something good can happen with being uncomfortable. Is I'd rather I could have my head in the sand and not and not you know know what's happening, or I can face it as best I can and recognize what's happening, share it, educate myself, and then at least have some idea of what's happening. So. I feel like that's that's a positive thing. So the story I'm going to get to when I find it, if I find it, well, it'll it'll come up at some point. We're pretty casual here, and um, oh well, let's start with this one instead because this is uh, this is also related, and I found it first. The story I was going to get to, which I will get to, is that Oregon, which has now legalized marijuana, they are looking to uh, undo the sentencing for folks who are in prison for for Oregon. I'm going to start off with that one instead of this other guy getting, because there's uh, Dennis Hastert, who is like this, yeah, I'll start off with him. Uh, Dennis Hastert sentenced to 15 months and apologizes for sex abuse. So here's like this dude, he's not, oh God, I can't even, I'm not even, I'm going to do a very brief, I think the older I get, the more I realize what I like and what I don't like and what really offends me. And the thing that probably offends me the most are people in positions of power who are hypocrites, who cause a lot of harm. And, you know, I get we're, we're all human, we're all imperfect. However, when you have the ability to pass laws that damage families and tear people apart and you're a hypocrite about it and you do a lot of evil things, that's like, I don't like the idea of having an enemy but that is what makes my blood boil the most. That and like war profiteers and people who profit off of causing other people harm. That's, I think, the worst thing in the world. That goes beyond just making a mistake as we all, we're all human, we all make mistakes. However, continually doing really hurtful, heinous behavior, and then as well as somehow being a representative for the people is, uh, uh, that's like just goes above and beyond. So I'll read the first, this is from the New York Times, which is really super mainstream and very right-leaning for me, but it's about this D-bag going to jail. So we'll just start off with that. Uh, so Jay Dennis Hastert, once among the nation's most powerful politicians, was sentenced on Wednesday to 15 months in prison for illegally structuring bank transactions in an effort to cover up his sexual abuse of young members of a wrestling team he coached decades ago. In a hearing that was by turns harrowing and revelatory, Mr. Hastert publicly admitted for the first time to abusing his athletes, was confronted in emotional address by one of the former wrestlers and the sister of another, and faced a long, scathing rebuke from the judge. Mr. Hastert, 74, who made an unlikely rise from a beloved small-town wrestling coach in Illinois to Speaker of the House in Washington, sat slouched in a wheelchair in a federal courtroom here as a judge announced that he was rejecting pleas for probation from Mr. Hastert's lawyers, as well as prosecutors' endorsement of a shorter prison stay. 
While the sentencing hearing was technically about a violation of a banking rules and regulations, the proceedings focused squarely on the underlying reason for Mr. Hastert's puzzling bank withdrawals, his abuse of young wrestlers who had viewed him as a role model. The defendant is a serial child molester. By the way, trigger warning, I should do this before the show because the news is like super triggering all the time. Uh, so a bit late for that, but here we go. The defendant is a serial child molester, said Judge Thomas M. Durkin of Federal District Court as Mr. Hastert sat impassively, often staring downward, hands crossed on his on his lap. He added, some actions can obliterate a lifetime of good works. Nothing is more stunning than having serial child molester and speaker of the house in the same sentence. And that's, that's America. Mr. Hastert uh, was not charged with sexual abuse because statutes of limitation for acts in the 1960s and 70s have run out. The judge noted pointedly that punishment for such a conviction would have been far worse. Illegally structuring bank transactions to keep such abuse secret, the felony count to which Mr. Hastert pleaded guilty carried a maximum sentence of five years in prison. Mr. Hastert, whose date to report to prison has yet to be set, was ordered to pay $250,000 in fines, never to contact his victims, and to receive sex offender treatment. If there is a public shaming of the defendant because of the conduct he's engaged in, so be it, Judge Durkin said. Mr. Hastert has had a series of illnesses since last year, including a stroke, a bloodstream infection, and a spinal infection. Factors his lawyers and family members argue should be taken into account in the sentencing. They urge the judge to consider the entire arc of his life and career, including his years of public service. As Mr. Hastert prepared to address the judge, he used a walker to rise to his feet, but his voice was firm and clear. I'm not going to quote him. This is me, Roman Reimer. I'm not going to read what this... I need to find new words I find that aren't offensive, because I, I don't like calling people dicks, because that's an insult to dicks. And D-bags, I don't know. It seems somehow... Eh. Anyway, not a good human being. I, and that's also a qualifier. However, I don't... This guy... No. No, 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 no. Um... So I'll just get to the, the end of the article here and see if we can... Uh, all right. So uh, after payments began around 2010, the federal authorities took notice of large unexplained withdrawals Mr. Hastert was making from his bank. Uh, when told that large withdrawals had to be reported, Mr. Hastert began drawing smaller sums, prosecutors say, to avoid notice. The wrestler sued Mr. Hastert this week, saying he still owed him $1.8 million of their agreed-to settlement. Before the hearing, a long list of supporters from Mr. Hastert's wife, Jean, to Tom DeLay, oh, I remember him, the former House Majority Leader, had sent letters to Judge Durkin. He doesn't deserve what he's going through, Mr. DeLay wrote. But for nearly 45 minutes on Wednesday, Judge Durkin held forth in a passionate, often contemptuous tone with little interruption. He said that Mr. Hastert had manipulated the FBI and the United States Attorney's Office, diverted their investigation, and knowingly tried to set up individual A actions that were intentional, thought out, and desperate. The judge spoke broadly about child sexual abuse and the lifelong damage it inflicts. Can you imagine the whispers, the finger pointing, the sideways glances if you're a 14-year-old boy and you accuse the town hero of molesting you, he said. He dismissed the defense's arguments that Mr. Hastert was too old, frail, or ill to be properly taken care of in federal prison. And he ended with a blunt synopsis. This is a horrible case, a horrible set of circumstances, horrible for the defendant, horrible for the victims, horrible for our country, he said. I hope I never have to see a case like this again. Court adjourned. Oof. So again, you can read the full article uh, in the New York Times. Again, not a paper necessarily fully I'm on board with, um, but each reporter has their own view. So, and uh, the, the authors of this article was uh, Monica Davey, Julie Boseman, and Mitch Smith, and this came out yesterday. 
so yeah again that's kind of a theme of the show with people in positions of power doing really terrible things and the, also the thing with like paying people off it's, it's money doesn't bring back people who have been hurt or murdered and i it's it's kind of disgusting to live in a in a country where uh that is something that people uh, can turn to um so i'm looking now right now for the article uh about oregon so that might take some time as as we get there but i feel like it's kind of in the theme with uh just the, the theme of like who gets sent to prison and who doesn't and again here's this guy who people in positions of power oftentimes people don't stand up to them and they can get away with a lot including passing really bad legislation so i think that's uh that's pretty pretty sad but it's good that at least he's now being held accountable for his actions even though it's too little and too late in in my opinion so what else has been has been happening here? Here we go. We found it. That's great. Good things happening all the time. So this is from the United Media Publishing. And it's you can find it at unitedmediapublishing.com. Oregon will pay reparations to individuals formerly convicted of marijuana-related crimes. Oh, this is from last year, but that's still good. So this is written by Priscilla Mason. Um, state officials have announced that starting July 15th of last year, Oregon will begin issuing reparations payments to those previously convicted of marijuana-related crimes within the past decade. The decision comes hot on the heels of the marijuana legalization measure, which takes effect July 1st throughout Oregon. Carol Shapiro is the newly appointed coordinator for the Oregon Department of Marijuana Reparations, and he elaborated on how the system will work to get those affected by previous laws back on their feet. These were essentially incidents that should have never even been tried as crimes to begin with. Thousands of people have paid dearly over the years for laws which have criminalized a substance that is basically less dangerous than any over-the-counter painkiller. Individuals who have served prison time for drug offenses involving marijuana within the last 10 years will automatically be eligible for a refund of any fines and fees incurred as a result of, these of those convictions, as well as compensation for pain and suffering endured from being incarcerated. These parties will also have their records automatically expunged. We are hoping that these actions will correct the injustices previously inflicted upon innocent citizens and help them go on with their lives. This news comes as a bittersweet relief to those who have faced serious consequences within the last 10 years for their involvement in marijuana growing operations. People such as Portland native Marcus Ford, who spent two years in prison in 1999 after his marijuana growing operation was discovered by police. What can I, what can I say? It's not like I'm going to get those years of my life back or get the job back that I lost at the time. I don't think the federal government is innocuous. It, oh wait, I don't, I don't think that the federal government is aware of the scope of what people have to deal with when they are sent to jail for things as innocuous as marijuana. I didn't see my kids for two years. I spent an additional four years on probation. It literally made my life hell and caused my family so much stress and anguish. I am glad they are trying to make up for it, but basically, no amount of money is going to replenish what I lost when I got locked up for growing. It's a relief that they understand the error of their ways now, but keep in mind that a lot of us have paid the ultimate price in this pointless war. Oof. So... Yeah, uh, I've got nothing to, to add to that. Um, I'm going to play some music. 
we'll be taking a break from Prince, but we'll be back with some more Prince before the end of the show for sure. I went to this punk rock karaoke thing uh, again. What's time? It was in, within the last week, I think it's safe to say, and I heard some new songs I hadn't heard before, and I like I dig songs with a political message. So here's one by a band called Refused called New Noise. And then we'll be back uh, with some more stories.
Welcome back. That was refused. We slept out here for six uh, days. You know, we haven't went home. We haven't done. And uh, it's. Uh, I'm surprised I don't play more angry music on the show because I feel like that kind of goes in line with uh, the the spirit and the energy. And listening to the lyrics, it's pretty much the idea is a lot of what we're told to like listen to and just go along with is old and old in the way not just old in the way that it's not really constructive and needs to be challenged and we need to create new ways of being. So uh, I, I totally dig that. So next up, um, there's been the hunger strike, which has been happening now for almost a week outside the Mission Police Station. I encourage folks to go by and check out and support. And this is on Valencia and 17th Street. Folks have been camped out there now for uh, quite a while. And here are some interviews with folks who have been uh, doing the hunger strike outside of the station. We've slept out here for six days. So we haven't went home. We haven't done a part-time hunger strike. We've slept out here. We're on 17th in Valencia, uh, the Mission, San Francisco Police Department station. And we're having a hunger strike. This is day six. Basically, we come to the conclusion that, like we said, we exhausted every avenue. The hunger strike seems to be gaining more momentum every single day. And it's necessary because the city is doing its best to ignore the issues surrounding police brutality, the misuse of police tactics, police violence, and of course we're out here fighting for justice for our brother Mario Woods. I'm encouraged by the energy of the men and the women, young folks who have come out here and they're trying to take a stand for Mario and for others to make sure that this stuff stops. As like this, the hashtag that we have here, it stops today. Like it has to stop. And if we do not do anything, it will continue. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. So, good evening. I'm uh, Captain Perea from Mission Station. Tonight is our tonight is our community meeting. It's from six o'clock to seven o'clock. Okay. The room that we have has a capacity for the fire department of 49 people. So we are going to count the number of people that come in. If you'd like to come into the meeting, you can line up against this uh, these barricades here. Once we meet the capacity, we will keep track of who exits. If somebody exits then another person come in. If three people exit, then three more people can come in. Okay? Thank you very much. So if you'd like to line up, it's, it's to the right here. Okay. 